ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. حدثني جماعة من الشيوخ بإسناد كل إلى سفيان بن عيينة عن عمرو بن دينار عن أبي قابوس مولى عبد الله بن عمر عن عبد الله بن عمر بن عاص رضي الله تعالى عنهما عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال الراحمون يرحمهم الرحمن ارحموا من في الارض يرحمكم من في السماء a number of scholars and ulama they narrate this tremendous hadith and many of the imams of old they will narrate this hadith this hadith is musalsal bil awwaliya this will be from the first hadith they will narrate to their students so you will find in the chain Many of the students they will mention that this hadith was mentioned to them and they will say wa huwa awwalu hadith sami'tuhu min and it was this was the first hadith that I heard from him meaning from that uh, particular imam their shaykh and it is the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam where he said that those who are merciful they will be shown mercy by the most merciful الرحمون يرحمهم الرحمن that those who are merciful they will be shown mercy by the most merciful be merciful to those who are in the earth and the one who is above the heavens he will show you mercy this hadith is had is tremendous لأن العلم رحمة because knowledge is mercy نتيجته رحمة في الدنيا the result of knowledge is mercy in this dunya wa ghayatuhu rahma fil akhirah and the ultimate goal of knowledge is mercy in the hereafter the ultimate goal of knowledge is mercy in the hereafter 
We continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilat al-Shaykh al-Allama, the Imam, Imam al-Nawi, rahimahullahu ta'ala, the book which is entitled Al-Arba'in al-Nawiyyah, reading from the explanation by the Allama, the Imam of Medina, al-Shaykh al-Allama, al-Shaykh Abdul Muhsin al-Abbad, we are still on the hadith, the hadith of Jibreel. And this hadith of Jibreel is, is tremendously yani, uh, important. So many fruits come inside of this hadith. So much so that the, the, the explainer, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, he has a separate book just explaining this hadith. He has a separate work just explaining this particular hadith, which is about 80 pages in number, which is about 80 pages in number, which shows you that there are a lot of benefits that could be extracted. And what is being pointed out now, then they are only some of the benefits. They are just yani, portions and explanatory notes of on the benefits. Now, but there's a lot more that could be said about this particular hadith. So, bi'nillahi ta'ala, let this serve as an encouragement to go into more depth and detail as relates to this particular hadith and the explanation of it, um, to take it extremely serious, and those who have the ability to memorize it, to memorize it, bi'nillahi ta'ala. We are on the portion where... The Prophet وسلم, he explained that from Iman is belief in the hereafter. Naam is belief in the hereafter. Or belief in the last day. Belief in the last day. And the ulama they mentioned that it has been called the last day because there will be no day after it. Has been called the last day because there will be no day after it. Naam. And that's why it's been called Yom al the last day. As Shaykh Abdul Muhsin, he mentions, he says, wal-iqrar. It is a belief and it is to acknowledge, it is to, yani, uh, to agree and acknowledge. Bikulli ma jaa fi kitab wa sunnah an kulli ma yakunu ba'd al mawt. And this is a very important point that we need to know that what enters into the belief in the last day is that we have to believe and we have to agree with them and, and acknowledge and believe and everything that has come inside of the book everything that has come inside of the sunnah as relates to those things that are going to happen after death Naam. so from the time an individual dies Naam, those things that are mentioned that's going to take place all of that enters into belief in the last day. All of that enters into belief in the last day. So the affairs of what will happen inside of the grave and so on and so forth, all of this enters into belief in the last day. Naam. وَقَدْ جَعَنَ اللَّهِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has made the abodes two abodes. Naam. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has made the abodes two abodes. Darud dunya, 
this world, the abode of this world, and the abode of the hereafter. There are only two abodes. And I want you to understand this because when we acknowledge the fact that we are going to only live once, a lot of the individuals, especially at the head of them, the kuffar, they misunderstand this into do whatever you want to do from wickedness, do whatever you want to do from sin and transgression, do whatever you want to do that your soul desires from, yani, you know, the, the, the carnal pleasures and so on and so forth. Why? Because you only live once. Naam? This is the wrong understanding. When an, when an individual understands that they only live once, then this is a reminder to them that they have to take advantage of their life. They have to take advantage of the opportunity that they have. They have to take advantage of their life. Why? Because they only live once. Naam? And the reality of it is, is that there are only two abodes. The abode of the dunya and the abode of the hereafter. Naam? And what you do here in the dunya, then this will have a bearing on your on what? On your hereafter. So if you get it wrong here, there is no redo. There is no replay, no start over. Naam? That's it. That's it. Your, the opportunity is lost. Do you understand? So it is incumbent that we understand and we realize this. That we have two abodes. The abode of this world and the abode of the hereafter. The abode of this world and the abode of the hereafter. Now, and the Ulema, they mentioned that from that which is necessitated in belief in the last day, is that we have to prepare for the last day. That if we believe in the day of judgment, if we believe in Yom Al-Qiyamah, then we have to prepare for it. We have to prepare for it by doing righteous good deeds. We have to prepare for it by asking Allah to forgive us for coming up short and for our sins and transgressions. We have to prepare for it by repenting unto Allah, making tawbah, naam, so on and so forth. We have to get ready, naam, because we're going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we're going to be asked. We're going to be asked about this life and what we did inside this life. We're going to be asked about what we did, naam, about our deeds and what we have done, so on and so forth. So we have to be prepared. And an individual in preparation, then they should look at everything from the standpoint is that this thing, am I going to be pleased that I'm mentioning it يعني, uh, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or that Allah ta'ala, he mentions this particular deed to me. Naam. And if we reflect on that, then this will make us fall back and hold off from those deeds in which we feel ashamed to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with. And this would encourage us yani, and, and, and invigorate us to do those things in which Allah ta'ala is pleased with and that we will be pleased, be mentioned yani, when we have the meeting with our Lord. So it is incumbent that the belief in the, in the hereafter, it has a bearing on the action, on the life, on the psyche of the Muslim. Naam? This is incumbent. And this is what it should do if you truly believe in it is that you'll get ready for it your whole world outlook is shaped and molded and structured by it Naam? but it's also important to understand that between yani, uh, these two abodes Naam? and that that distinguishing factor between these two abodes Naam? because we have these two abodes but then, but, but then between these abodes, we have what? We have a station. We have a station between these two abodes. 
and that station between these two abodes, and that is what that is the the baruzach. That's the baruzach. Now that distinguishing event that will happen, that distinguishing event that will happen between these two abodes is what al maut. Now that distinguishing event that's going to take place between these two yani abodes is what is death. Is death, and then there's a station of the baruzach. Nam, there's a station of the baruzach. So that death, that death that is promised to all of us, that death that none of us can escape, that death that all of us has a day when it will be their day to die. Nam, it it is it is it is uh, it is yani a certainty that will happen to each and every one of us. Nam, wanakh for and also the blowing inside of the the horn. Nam, the blowing of the horn. الَّذِي يَحْصُلُ بِهِ مَوْتِ مَنْ كَانَ حَيًّا فِي آخِرِ الدُّنْيَا Also the blowing inside of the, the, uh, the, the horn. Because when the, the, the horn is blown into, all of those who have yet to die, all of those who are still living, نعم, and the end of the world, then what's going to happen? They will fall down. They will fall down, they will die. Everything will perish, only Allah will remain. نعم, everything will perish. Only Allah will remain, and that which Allah has, yani, uh, 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 yani, decreed. But, وَكُلُّ مَنْ مَاتْ قَامَتْ قِيَامَتُهُ And whoever dies, then his hereafter, his resurrection is established. Now, this is what it means, yani. His hereafter is established. Whoever dies, his day of judgment is established. Now, Meaning that what? That death is a certainty. And once you die, that's it. Once you die, that's it. Now the hour has come to you. Now, because there's no more opportunity for you. There's no more opportunity for you. So as it relates to you, dunya is over. There's no more dunya. Now, even though people live on after you, as it relates to you, there's no more dunya. Dunya is done. The talk about dunya for you is done. You understand? Because you're not coming back. You're not coming back. So whoever has died, then his hereafter is established. His hereafter is established. But there will come a day from the days that every living being, that every living being, it will perish. The only thing that will remain is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who is ever living who does not die. The one who is ever living, the one who does not die. But every human being, they will die. But the shahid here, and what I really want us to focus in on, and what I want to highlight is that regardless of who outlives you, when death has come to you, your hour is established. That's it. No more dunya for you. Now, this should be of particular importance and this should be of particular yani, relevance because we are in a time where we have massive amounts of people who are dying. Massive amounts of people who are dying from this calamity that has struck in the human beings. Naam, just reported 2,000 some odd people died just in the previous day. Just in the previous day, 2,000 some odd people died in the previous day, all of them from COVID-19. You understand? This is not counting the deaths of other people who have died for other reasons. This is not counting the deaths of those who have died inside of accidents, of those who have died from aneurysms, of those who have died in labor, of those who have died yani, from old age, yani, in their bed, from heart attack, from, 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 from whatever the reason. This is not counting that. These are just 2,000 some odd deaths from COVID-19, from the coronavirus.
So we like be like right. This should be of particular importance. This should be of particular relevance to us during these days. That death it is promised to all of us, and tomorrow is promised to none of us. You understand? Death is promised to all of us, and tomorrow is promised to none of us. So it is incumbent that we take advantage of our life. Naam. The Sheikh goes on and he says, "One taqla min dar al-amal ila dar al-jaza ila dar al-jaza." And when the person dies, when that death finally reaches you, when it's your time to die and it's been prescribed, you're going to die at this time, you're going to die at that time. You're going to have no more second left, no more minute left, no more breath left, no more piece of morsel of, of, of food left, no more drink left. No, that's it. When your time has come, it is over. You will not get any addition. You will not get any additional time frame added. You will not have any subtraction as well. So when it's over, it's over. But it's important to understand that when that death comes and it's over, that means it's only over for you to do good deeds. That means it's only over for you to earn good for yourself and to get the sin off of you. You understand? Because right now when you're alive in Amal, and it's a boat, this a boat of work, you have time to what? To build for yourself. Yani, uh, uh, in a boat in the hereafter, you have time to build for yourself and gain for yourself good. And you have time to clean yourself, to cleanse yourself, to get the dirt off of you, to get the sin off of you by repenting unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By asking Allah ta'ala to forgive you. Now you have time to get the sin off of you. You got time to clean yourself up well, when you're alive here in the dunya. But once you're dead, and the death has come to you, then that's it. It's over. There's no more opportunity for you, for you yourself, to do any good that can benefit yourself or to shake off any evil that you have brought on yourself. The opportunity is done. Now you have gone from the abode of work to the abode of being paid or the abode of being punished. You understand? You have gone from the abode of work where you can gain good, and, and, and ask for forgiveness for the evil and run away, stay away from evil. You have gone from the abode of work to now the abode of now you're either going to be rewarded or you're going to be punished. Naam. Wal haya ba'd al mawt hayatan. And their life after death is two lives. I want you to understand this. Because death, it comes and it's not like, okay, death is coming, that's it, it's over, it's done. You're done, right? No. The story don't end. It's not over. Your life is over. You can no longer gain good for yourself. The life in the dunya is over. But you're not over. Life don't stop. No, there are two lives after death. You have the life, Al-Hayatu Baruzakhiyah. You have the life of the Baruzakh, that station. That station between the life of the dunya and between the life of the hereafter. So you have the you have the the life of the baruzakh, naam the baruzakhiya. Now, huh, what have you prepared for that? You understand? Individuals they prepare for end of life, right? The responsible ones, you can you see the responsible humans. They prepare for end of life, so they make sure they have something put aside for retirement, right? Something put aside so that they could yani, still continue to buy food and pay bills after they're no longer working full time 
so on and so forth, right? In the life, whatever medical, you know, decisions or whatever the case is, they have all that written out. What's going to happen when they're old and they, you know, feeble and they can't do like they used to can do and so on and so forth. Now, people prepare for that. Now, some people, the most, the more responsible people, we say, the more responsible people, they prepare for in the life. Okay. But the truly responsible people, the people who are truly responsible are the people who prepare for their life in the Barozach. Those are the people who are the real responsible people. Now, because whether you prepared for what's going to get your end of life preparations or not, that's irrelevant if you did not prepare for your life in the Barozach. Because remember, it's not over. That angel take your soul, it don't end right then. No, now it really begin. That's really the beginning right there. You understand? Because that's the beginning for forever. And for forever is a lot longer than whatever time you was upon this dunya. You're upon the dunya how long? 40-something years? 30-something years? 20-something years? 60, 50, 80, 100, 90, whatever. You know? yeah? But it, what, it's not forever. 100 years ain't forever. Somebody lived 200 years in our time? I don't know about that. But if they did, so what? It's still not forever. You understand? Forever is forever. And what we're here for now is a short period of time. So don't play your forever for a short period of time. The life in the Baruzach, that's the time that we really got to be preparing for. Now, and it is between the death, separation from this world, and between the time that you're resurrected. That's how long you're going to be in the Baruzach. That's the Baruzach here. And how long we're going to be in there? Allah Ta'ala As the ulama they explain, when you look at the time frames, each time frame is shorter than the one that is after it. Now, so if you look at the life of this world, the life of this world is, you know, however many years. As we mentioned, 80 years, you know, this year, 100 years. People in the past, they live hundreds and hundreds of years, right? But it's still a short period of time. Then you die. Now you're in the life of the Baruzakh. Now, Al-Hayat Al-Baruzakhiyya. Now you're in the life of the Baruzakh. Right. Inside of the Baruzakh, how long are you going to be in the Baruzakh? Allahu A'lam. Even those people who lived for hundreds of years in the past, how long have they been dead now? Allahu A'lam. Thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years, millions of years, right? How long have they been? They've been dead for a long time. Point is, a lot longer than they was on earth. A lot longer than they was on earth. Now, what about us? People who, in our age and era that we live in, people very rarely go beyond a hundred people very rarely go beyond a hundred now so now how long you gonna be in your grave Allahu Adam Allahu Adam how long you gonna be in your grave but typically it's a lot longer than when you was alive on earth meaning typically it's a lot longer than when you was on on top of the earth you understand so the preparation for the Baruzakh is of extreme importance because you're gonna be in the Baruzakh now longer than when you was on earth do you understand? You're going to be in the Baruzach long when you was on earth. And this is the case for most human beings. For the vast majority of human beings, they're going to be in the Baruzach longer than they was on the earth. This is the situation for humans. Do you understand? So you have to prepare for that time frame. Now, when you look at the Baruzach, how long a person in the Baruzach? Now, Allahu A'lam. You know, thousands of years, millions of years. Allahu A'lam. How long a person will be in the Baruzach? But whatever time frame that is in the Baruzach, let's say it's millions of years. A person was in the Baruzach. Now, millions of years, somebody was in the Baruzach. But 
how does that equate to forever? Meaning, what's more, millions of something or forever? Of course, forever. Forever is forever. You understand? Way longer than a million something years. Way longer than a billion something years. Way, long, way longer than a trillion something years. You know, 100 trillion years, whatever the case is. Forever is longer than that. You understand? So each time frame is, 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 is shorter than the one that is after it. Right? Each time frame is shorter than the one that's after it. That makes sense? Right. So our preparation and, getting, and being prepared for that is of extreme importance. You understand? It's of extreme importance. People go to school for how many years? They go to school for how many years to prepare for what? To prepare for a job that they're going to be in for a couple decades? You understand? They go to school for how many years to prepare for a job they're going to be in for some decades? And people say those were the responsible ones. Those were the ones that had a good head on their shoulders. They went to school and they put forth 12 years of, 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 of schooling. Then they did four years of college, right? Then they might have did a couple more years in a master program. Might did some more years inside, you know, a, a, a doctorate program. Some might have become physicians. They went to medical school, did some more years. Yeah, another case, so medical school, whatever the case is, internship, and whatever, huh? Residency or whatever, you understand? But... They say, yeah, that's that's responsible, man. Been in school for thirty something almost years, right? He he responsible. What to go into a profession that he gonna be in that profession for what? Twenty years, maybe, fifteen years. You know, he he might die, he might die. You understand? But let's say he he retire, she retire. They be in there what now? Twenty five years now, twenty five years. So now the profession is actually shorter than the time in which they studied to get there. And they say that's the one that's 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 the one that's responsible. That's the one that had good head on their shoulder. But then they don't prepare for the hereafter. They don't prepare for those those, those thousands, potentially millions of years they're gonna be in their grave. They don't prepare for that. So who got a real good head on their shoulder? See, it's important that we understand because see when we say this, it's important to understand that it is our aqidah that shapes our worldview. This is what shapes our psyche. This is what shapes our perspective. So for the believer, the believer don't look at things in the terms in which like the kufar look at it. You understand? But you don't look at things like that, like, like, like the kufar look at it. People say, oh, I got to go to school, so I'm going to get a good profession, so on and so forth. Now, I'm parents and, yeah, and, and putting these stipulations, oh, if you want to marry so-and-so, you got to be a professional, you got to have a school, you got to have this, got to have that, and so on and so forth. And listen, you know, each his own, whatever. But what I'm saying is what's really important, right, what's really important, what, you want to give your daughter to that man that... He went to school and so on and so forth. And he got this profession. And he white collar worker and all this type of stuff like that. But he got no plans for the hereafter. He got no preparation for the hereafter. That's who you want to give your daughter to? This guy? You understand? This guy really got good head on his shoulder? No, he does not have a good head on his shoulder. So for the believer, our perspective is different. Okay, he has all that dunya, but he has nothing in preparation for the akhirah. He has nothing to offer. He's not good. He's not a good candidate. You understand? Whereas the other guy, he could come, he could be a janitor. He could be a, a garbage man. You understand? Good halal work. Good halal work. He can take care of his family. He can pay his bills. He can yeah, he, he can buy food. Yeah? So on and so forth. Like, you know, he can't he can't drive the, the, the Maserati and the, the Bentley and you know the, the drop top coupe and all that nonsense. He can't do that. No. But he can but he can take care of his family. But the man is righteous. The man, yani, is, 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 he has, has taqwa. He fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's striving to, yani, to, get, to get ready for the day he meets his Lord. This one, he's a good candidate? Yes. He's a street sweeper. Better than that doctor who don't care nothing about the akhirah. Better than that doctor who, 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 who don't believe correct in the akhirah. 
You understand? That's the one who got the real good head on his shoulder. The one that's preparing for what? Preparing for that grave and preparing for forever. Where the doctor prepared for what? Prepared for a couple of decades in dunya? You understand? This is how the Muslims, yani, our worldview is shaped. You understand? Now, and this is just an example. Everything should be shaped by the deen. All of our thinking, down, down to the way we use social media. By the deen. Naam. By the deen. You sure you want to put that tweet? You want to feel comfortable about that tweet when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You sure you want to put that post on Facebook? You're going to be comfortable when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about that post? You sure you want to put that post on Instagram? You're going to be comfortable when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about that picture you put on, 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 on Instagram? You sure you want to put whatever on wherever? TikTok, whatever the case, I whatever come out next day, whatever, I don't care. You sure you're going to be comfortable with that when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You understand? Our deen, the reality, it shapes everything. Down to how we put a post on social media. Down to how we communicate and talk to one another. You, you're going to be comfortable with me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you said that word to your parents? You're going to be comfortable with me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you use that type of language? You're going to be comfortable with me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you lying? You're going to be comfortable with me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you're spreading uh, uh, backbiting? You're spreading slander? You're going to be comfortable with me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you're deceitful, and, 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 and you bring forth deception? You're going to be comfortable with that? No. So that what it even shapes the way we talk, shapes the way we walk, shapes the way we dress, everything. Do you understand? Listen. The Prophet whoever imitates the peoples from them. The only man they explain is because what? Is because what is on the outside will have an effect and a bearing of what's on the inside. Do you understand? What is on the outside, it has an effect of what is on the inside. So if you become accustomed to looking like those of misguidance, looking like the kuffar, do you understand? If you become accustomed to looking like them, to walking like them, to talking like them, then this will this will prepare you, this will prepare you, get you acclimated to start thinking like them and then start believing like them. And this is why those who imitate the people is from them. Do you understand? Because what we do on the outside, it has an effect on our inside. This is the reality. Naam. Sheikh Ben Baz, he gave a beautiful uh, uh, advice, as Sheikh uh, Muhammad Bezmouli mentioned, is that an individual who was plagued, yani, um, and this individual was plagued with watching sports, watching soccer, right? They were avid soccer fans, as many people are. Naam. Uh, so they was asking about this. So the Sheikh, he gave some beautiful advice. He said, listen, he said, make sure you benefit from your time. Make sure you benefit from your time. However long a soccer match is or whatever the case is, that's a period of time that you're going to lose out on if you don't benefit from. He says, so make sure you benefit from your time. He says, so when you're when you, yani, uh, doing that, become accustomed to saying, Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar. Be continuous at having this on your tongue. Naam. And then the Shaykh, he mentioned, uh, a benefit about Sheikh Membaz. He said that Sheikh Membaz, as Sheikh uh, Wasi, Sheikh Wasi Allah, our Sheikh, yani, he mentioned that Imam Membaz, yani, when they were present with him in the past, right, at different gatherings, conferences, so on and so forth, right, that the Sheikh will be constantly, constantly, you will catch the Sheikh, he's saying, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allah, Allah, Allah. 
like this in a very very yani light uh, 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 voice yeah very 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 low very low voice but he constantly making dhikr so much so a person asks a question and the sheikh he's, he's making the dhikr right and then when a person done talking then the sheikh will talk then when he's finished answering the question he goes back subhanallah walhamdulillah la ilaha illallah this is something we should employ. We should do this. We should keep our tongues moist with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The point is, is that going back to the, that young man, that shab, is that if you become accustomed to keeping your tongue moist with the dhikr of Allah, what's going to happen is that now you're going to start to become shy to be making this dhikr doing a bunch of dumb stuff. <laughs> you see? It helps you. It helps you save yourself from yourself. Because now you're making this dhikr, you ain't going to be doing stupid stuff while you're making the dhikr. Because, it, yeah, you understand? It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to discourage you from doing stupid stuff and to do stuff that really benefits you. You understand? In preparation for what? For the hereafter. Because we're going to die. We're going to die. And that's the reality. As we say what? Tomorrow is promised to no one, but death is promised to everyone. That Baruzakh, the Sheikh, he mentions, Walhayat. And that life in the Barzakh, no one knows the reality of it except Allah. No one knows the reality of it except Allah. But it's important for you to understand that even when death it comes to you, it is not over. And this is important, especially for those who are suffering from depression, those who are clinically depressed. Those who are suffering from suicidal thoughts and so on and so forth to no one to understand that once you pull that trigger and you take your life, it is not over. It doesn't stop. The, the, you know, it doesn't fade to black. No. Now it really begins. So what you're running from is nothing in comparison to what you're going toward because the one who takes their life. The Prophet said, he told us that what? That they would do that continuously over and over and over and over and over again inside the hellfire. So what? You, so whatever pain, whatever pains you makes you feel like this is going to be a relief. No, it's not going to be a relief. No, no. So remember that this is temporary. This life is temporary. And everything that happens in this life is temporary. Everything that happens in this life, it is temporary. Do you understand? Everything that happens in this life is temporary. Joy is temporary. We happy for a little bit and then we not happy no more. Sadness is temporary. We sad for right now and then we not sad no more. Do you understand? Because at the end of the day, and I want everyone to really understand this, there is nothing in this world that is worth it. There is nothing in this world that is worth it. To have you so depressed that you become gripped and paralyzed by depression. Nothing in this world is that important. There is no person in this dunya that is that important to have anybody like that. And the more we disconnect ourselves from the creation and the more we connect ourselves to Allah, then we, this is how the more happy we're going to be and how we're going to find true happiness when we connect ourselves to doing that which is pleasing unto allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the more we're going to find happiness the more we connect ourselves to chasing after allah's reward 
the more we're going to find happiness. Now, this is of tremendous importance. This is vital for our mental health and stability that we understand this because the first people that's going to benefit from this understanding is who? Is us. We're going to benefit. Now, when we disconnect ourselves from the dunya, we disconnect ourselves from the creatures, from the from the creation, and we connect ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that so that so that everything now is shaped and molded by trying to do that which Allah loves and that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. And then at the end of the day, whatever comes to you or is lost or so on and so forth for the believer. It could be sad. I'm not saying a person can't be sad, can't cry. No, we could be sad, you could be crying. But it is, it's, it's within its bounds because at the end of the, the day, we realize what? Everything in this dunya is temporary anyway. Everything in this dunya is temporary anyway. Everyone in this dunya is only here for a temporary state. Some of us are going to stay longer than others. Naam. Some of us are going to go before others. And some of us are going to outlive others. But the reality of it is, is that all of us are here, only here for a little bit anyway. We're only here temporarily. And then we're going to leave. Naam. So whether I leave before you or you leave before me, we're going to leave. I'm sad that you left. You sad that I left. But as a believer, we realize that's not the end of the story. That's not it. If you are upon righteousness, we have hope. If I was upon righteousness, you have hope. That bi'ithnillahi ta'ala, we be together in Jannah forever. You understand? So it's only temporary. Whatever you're going through is temporary. So just like the sweetness of the juice when you drink it, the sweetness of the food when you eat it is temporary. Likewise, the hardship of the sting, the hardship of you hitting your little toe on the corner of the bed, the hardship of your stomach ache and your stomach problem, the hardship of your sickness, of your ailment is only temporary. Why? Because the dunya don't last forever. So nothing in the dunya going to last forever. No situation in the dunya going to last forever. You understand? So it's important that we understand and we realize that because it helps for our mental stability. It helps for our sanity. Now, but it's only when the person what is molded and shaped by their aqidah. Now, again, I I, 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 I just want to, you know, to really have everyone soul search, really soul search themselves because our aqidah, what effect does it really have on us? You understand? When we say, yeah, we believe. Yeah, well, what, what effect, what fruits can I see from that belief? And what I mean, can I see? I mean, I want everyone to look to themselves. What fruit can I see from my belief in my own life? You understand? Like, forget the next man. Forget looking at what this one did and that one did and so on and so forth. No, let's start with yourself. So for me, I got to look at me to see what fruits can I see from my Akita. Now, I'm, I believe I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to be resurrected. I'm going to either be punished or I'm going to be rewarded in my grave. How, how has that affected my day to day? How has that affected my life? How has that affected my speech? How has that affected my action? How has that affected my mentality, my thing, the way I think and so on and so forth? How has that affected me? You understand? And then I want you to use that in every aspect of your life. How has that affected you, your Akita? How has that really affected you? Or is it just words on your tongue and that's it? With no traces. Can't find it. You understand? Any event, we're going to be in that grave. When And that life you'll find in the, the Barzakh is going to be connected to what's going to come after that, after the resurrection. Meaning that what? 
if your life in the Baruzakh is 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 okay, then it's a good sign for you that and when you be resurrected, it's gonna be okay. But if your life in the Baruzakh is punishment, then this is a sign that what's coming after you get resurrected is gonna be way worse. And this is why the believers inside of their graves are gonna be asking Allah, oh Allah, establish the hour. Right? Establish the hour. They want it over. Because the, the life in the, in the grave is good, right? But then it's like, you know what? Because they see what is getting, what is prepared for them, that is how it's going to be so much better. It's like, you know, forget this. Let's go, let's, let's go to the, let's go to the hereafter. Let's go to the Jannah because it's going to be better. But the Kufar inside their grave, they're going to be asking Allah, oh Allah, do not establish the hour because they're going to realize however bad it is right now, however bad it is right now, it's going to be way worse once I get resurrected. It's going to be way more horrible. The chastisement is going to be way more painful. So they're not going to want the hour to be established. Do you understand? So this is what is indicated by that. Now, uh, because in every one of those two, the barzakh and the, and the life after resurrection, there's going to be something from being repaid for your actions. Being repaid for your actions. Now, being repaid for your actions, depending upon your actions, it could mean what? Either you're going to be rewarded or you're going to be punished. You understand? You're either going to be rewarded or you're going to be punished. You understand? Well, Ahl-Sa'adah. The people of happiness, the believers, the people of happiness, those who live their life striving to do what was right and to making repentance when they did what was wrong. Those who live their life striving to do what is correct and to implement that which Allah Ta'ala has mandated upon them. For these people, and we ask Allah Ta'ala to make us all from them. They will be rewarded inside of their graves with some of the reward of Jannah, or some of the bliss of Jannah. They will be rewarded in their in their graves with a piece of the bliss of Jannah. And the people of evil, the kuffar, the disbelievers, the hypocrites, Naam, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the, the habitual sinners and, you know, all of that. You understand? Inside of their graves, fiha they're going to be They're going to be punished in it with the with a piece of the punishment of the fire. With a piece of the punishment of the fire, we ask Allah Ta'ala to protect all of us from that. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect all of us from that. And it enters into the belief in the last day. Al Iman Bil of course, now, because we're talking about the Barzakh and stuff that's going to happen inside the grave. Also, what enters into the belief in the last day are those occurrences that are going to happen yani, on the day of judgment. Now, and the fact that we will be resurrected. So, that we will be resurrected. That we will be gathered. And that yani, there will be intercession on the day of judgment. And that there will be the hell of the Prophet that the believers they will drink from. And that we will be Yani, uh, uh, judged. Naam, we will be judged and uh, get our record for what we have done. Well, uh, uh, and that the, the scales will be there and that actions will be weighed, deeds will be weighed, yani, people will be weighed. Uh, 
so on and so forth. And of the that bridge, which is thin as a, 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 a thin as a hair, sharper than a sharpest sword, that we're gonna all have to cross over. Now we're all gonna have to cross over. Uh well Jannah, well Nar, and that the the heaven and the, the hellfire. And other than that, from that which comes inside of the book in the sun and sunnah, that it is linked to the occurrences of the hereafter, the occurrences of the day of judgment, so on and so forth. Now, all of this, all of this enters into the belief in the day of judgment. And other than that, and other than that, because as mentioned, this is just a um, a bridge. Yani, this is an abridged explanation. It doesn't go into yani, yani, really a lot of depth and detail, but yani, abridgement just to give us some, some, some understanding, just to give us some reminder, just to yani, teach us uh, uh, some selected things, you know, highlighted key and important points, so on and so forth. And then uh, the alama, he goes on to Iman, well, Iman, Bil Qadr, and belief in Qadr, the divine decree. But Ta'ala, we'll save that yani, uh, until our next class go dealing with this particular topic. Wa Allah Ta'ala uh وضبطولي الصبر وإذا أذنب استغفر فإن هؤلاء الثلاث عنوان السعادة ربنا ربنا انفعنا بما سمعنا واجعله حجة لنا ولا علينا ربنا زلنا علما إلى اللقاء until next time we meet نكتفي بهذا القدر والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا